New Orleans Saints head coach Dennis Allen said that the Saints defense looked like New Orleans Saints defense. What does it mean and why it might even be one of the best yet? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays in Locked NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. Appreciate you, as always, being here with us for another episode. We got our pre-recorded episode for you today, getting down to the nitty-gritty Getting a little bit more granular from New Orleans Saints day one of joint practices against the Green Bay Packers. This is a two-day event, effectively, with a walkthrough on Thursday and, of course, that preseason game on Friday. So let's get through everything that you need to know about those joint practices. We're going to be answering some of your questions from the live show from earlier today in tonight's episode, including the New Orleans Saints have a Super Bowl roster. We'll break all of that down. And we'll also take a look at the New Orleans Saints skill position players on offense and how they fared against the Packers defense. But first... Dennis Allen said something that I thought was really, really interesting during his press conference, mentioning that the New Orleans Saints defense looked like New Orleans Saints defense. So what he saw on the field against the Houston Texans, and to an extent what he saw on the field on uh, on Tuesday going up against the Green Bay Packers in joint practices as well, would be under that criteria of looking like New Orleans Saints defense. So what is New Orleans Saints defense? Why does, does this defense still look like that even though we're in the training camp environment and why it can be even better and maybe the best yet that we've seen of that quote-unquote New Orleans Saints defense. We're going to answer all those questions now. Okay, (laughs) Uh, not quickly. Don't worry. We're going to take our time with this. New Orleans Saints defense, when you hear that, what do you think? What I think is versatility. I think about the shared roles. I think about rotation. I think about staying fresh. A lot of different things come to mind, but one of the biggest things for me is disguise and effort. Those are two big pieces to the New Orleans Saints defense for me. And listen, I know that when I say effort, that probably sounds like some type of like gobbledygook or whatever that I'm just making up. But I do think that there is something special about the way that the New Orleans Saints compete on defense as opposed to what we see around the NFL or even the New Orleans Saints defenses of old, right? Thinking back to 2014, 15, and 16, where you would see guys kind of like take plays off unless you were Nick Fairley, right? Like Nick Fairley never took a playoff, but you would see guys kind of, you know, just kind of mosey around the field and things like that between snaps and stuff like that. Like there's a sense of urgency after and before whistles for the New Orleans Saints defense. We actually see it on the offense side too, but since we're we're just talking about the defense right now, I want to highlight that, right? Like you see Peyton Turner Every snap rushed to get to his place on the line, right? Rushed to get to the huddle. They break the huddle with the same intensity, sense of urgency. There's no lollygagging, I guess is the word that I would use. I don't know if I've ever used that word before, but there's no lollygagging when it comes to this New Orleans Saints uh, defense in terms of getting in, getting in position and getting ready to go. So I do think that effort is a part of that. And an effort between the whistles absolutely has to be on point as well. And we certainly don't see anything that would be, you know, 
anything other than that uh, during the course of practices. But I also think that disguise is a part of it. Tyron Matthew, I asked him a little bit about his sort of time with C.J. Gardner-Johnson so far, the two of them both having the ability to affect the games away from the line of scrimmage, but also up against the line of scrimmage in the run game, in the slot, guarding tight ends, uh, making plays in the backfield, making plays in pass rush. So I asked Tyron Matthew, how do you feel like your your games kind of complement one another? How compatible do you feel you two are? And one of the things that he highlighted was that on Tuesday, you could see Aaron Rodgers coming to the line and kind of checking the defense and making checks with the offense, not sure where the blitz is coming because you have one guy on either side of the defensive line. On one side, you got 32. The other side, you got 22. And you don't know which one's blitzing. You know which one's coming. You don't know which one's dropping back in coverage. You don't know if they're both coming or they're both dropping back in coverage because they can do all of that. So what I think about what is New Orleans Saints defense? Disguise, effort. Now you think about why it is that this New Orleans Saints defense can be seen as a team that is playing New Orleans Saints defense, even though we're just in the preseason. We're just in training camp right now watching this team, right? But you're seeing the effort on a down-by-down basis. You have a leader, you have leaders, plural, on the defense like Tyron Matthew, like Demario Davis, like Cam Jordan. You think those guys are taking plays off? You think those guys are allowing anyone around them to show any less effort than what they're showing? Absolutely not. Then you look at other veterans that are also on the roster that are also still there. David Onyemata, we never talk about him as a leader, but he absolutely is. We talk about, you know, looking in the secondary all the time about Tyron Matthew and the leadership that he brings, but who's kind of your eldest secondary player in terms of who's been around the system the longest? PJ Williams. You want to talk about effort? You want to talk about versatility? You want to talk about the skies? You want to talk about multiplicity? PJ Williams has changed the way that he plays the game of football like three times since he's been in New Orleans Saints as he came into the NFL. Marshawn Lattimore, of course, is absolutely somebody you have to look at when it comes to leadership, effort, disguise, all of that as well, right? Because what can Marshawn Lattimore do? He could be somebody that can blitz, you know, he can be a blitzer for you if you ever need him to. But obviously, he's fantastic in man coverage. He's very good in zone coverage. He's very good in run support as well. Same thing with Paul Sinadiba, right? You see Paul Sinadiba on run support all the time. Everybody on the team can do just about everything over on the defensive side. And that's where we get to the next step. Can this New Orleans Saints defense not only play New Orleans Saints defense, air quotes, for those of you that are listening as opposed to watching, but can they be one of the best to do it in New Orleans? That's where Demario Davis is. That's what Demario Davis believes. Demario Davis has already said that they don't want to be the best defense in the NFL today. They want to be the best defense in the NFL ever. They want to be up there with that dome patrol unit. They want to be up there with that old Chicago Bears unit, the the Baltimore Ravens. They want to be in those conversations this year. You listen to Malcolm Jenkins talk when he was over on uh, you know one of the shows that he was visiting. I think it was I think it was a uh, Rich Eisen show, if I remember correctly. And he said that last year's 2021 New Orleans Saints defense was the best defense he's ever been a part of, and he was a part of Super Bowl winning defenses, <laughs> right? Twice, more than twice, two different teams. The New Orleans Saints defense has a brand. It has a sort of breed, right? It has a look, a feel. It has a culture. You know what it is. But this New Orleans Saints defense, that now has Marcus May and Tyron Matthew, that now, of course, continues to have guys like uh, Marshawn Lattimore and Demario Davis and Cam Jordan. But then you have a young rookie like Paul Sinadipo, who, when I tell you this kid is going off in practice, I mean, he is going off in practice. You've seen it. 
Bradley Roby, who is an experienced seasoned veteran that is making plays left and right. He's got six interceptions in camp so far. It's insane. CJ Gardner Johnson, what do you want him to do? Tell him he'll do it because he can. If you can get Pete Werner back on the field, keep him healthy, that's going to be helpful. But then you look at these other players on the second level that are developing, right? And if you need another starter, there's starters out there you can go and get. But you have one of the best in the game at all times when it comes to Demario Davis. And at most, you're playing two linebackers for the most part. Obviously, there are exceptions to that. But for the most part, you're playing two linebackers. So now you have Bradley Roby, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Paulson Adebo, Marshawn Lattimore, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, all on the field in dime packages if you need one linebacker out there. If you need a second linebacker out there, then you're still okay. The New Orleans Saints are in good shape. And this New Orleans Saints defense that is playing, as Dennis Allen called it, New Orleans Saints defense, could be the best New Orleans Saints defense to New Orleans Saints defense that we've ever seen. Coming up next, we'll talk about, we'll jump over to the offensive side and hit on the skill position players for the New Orleans Saints and how they fared in Tuesday's practice up against the Green Bay Packers defense, another very good defense in the NFL. we got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Before we get to that, I'm so excited about this partnership, y'all. I, y'all know that I'm absolutely like a numbers nerd and everything. And so Elias has been one of those, Elias Digital, Elias Sports Bureau, all of that, like has been kind of the leader in everything when it comes to stats, info, records, all of that stuff, right? Like you see them all the time. ESPN stats and info is always sweeting out stuff. It's like per Elias, per Elias Sports, you know what I mean? And now you can get it in the palm of your hand. Palm your hand. You can get it yourself on your phone. Check out the Elias Game Plan app. Going to give you player news and league validated, very important, player stats and team records. This is coming from the official sports statistician of US sports leagues. They don't just do football. They do everything. You see it all the time in baseball too. Expert game analysis for betting. Also building your fantasy team and of course, impressing your friends with all the cool stuff you're going to know. Uh, perfect for the preseason right now because you can get all of these player previews so that makes you draft a winning fantasy team and get all the team previews that are there as well. Guess so much that's there. Like I love using this app because it allows me to just pull up like random stuff that I get to talk about all the time or even just stuff that I can find and then look at and it, it informs how I watch the game later and how I talk about the game later. I, I love what Elias does. Now you can go ahead and check it out. So take my advice here. Go and download the Elias Game Plan app today. You're going to get features that are going to be new and available all the time. And of course, it's going to help you take your game to the next level. The NFL season's right around the corner. So don't wait. Find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store and of course, the Google Play Store today. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thanks again so much for making locked on saints your first listen of the day every day we broke down that new orleans saints defense and how good they've looked but the green bay defense looked really good as well so what does that mean for the new orleans saints offense and their skill position players over the course of this week how did some of the top players and top names look going up against the green bay packers and here's what i'll tell you they looked fine looked fine wasn't anything that went off the charts or anything like that. So let's run down every single player, or not every single player, but the players that you need to know about, right? To make sure that you kind of get a little bit of an update on everybody here. So Michael Thomas looked like Michael Thomas, right? He had um, one part, I think it was in one of the, uh, it was in the two minute drill. I believe it was with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um, But during that two minute drill, 
there was a pass that went to Michael Thomas over the middle. Jair Alexander was in coverage and ended up breaking up the pass. And that effectively ended that two-minute drill. Yeah, it was the Saints' first two-minute drill with Dalton at the helm. It was a PBU by 23, with the target being 13 on a third and eight. So that ended up ending the drive. But outside of that, Michael Thomas mostly won his matchups and everything. He had a couple of hitch routes. He had a, a, a quick slant when uh, Jari Evans was, uh, Jari Evans, uh, Jair Alexander was playing um, off coverage and things like that. So he looked good. He looked like Michael Thomas, which is what you wanted to see, right? You didn't need him to go up there and make some type of big like contested catch or like this one-handed highlight or whatever. You don't need that, right? You need Michael Thomas to look at Michael Thomas and he looked like Michael Thomas, which is good because that's what you want to see going up against unfamiliar opponents, going up against non-teammates, right? And remember, like Marshawn Lattimore has also been injured or not injured. Well, yeah, he was dealing with an injury. He was sort of managing some stuff over the course of the last couple of weeks of the uh, of training camp. And so even in New Orleans Saints training camp, a lot of the times, uh, Michael Thomas was going up against Paulson Adebo, not Marshawn Lattimore, their number one corner. So to see him go up against Jair Alexander and find some success, good news. Chris Olave also found success. He's going up against a talented corner on the opposite side as well that has magnificent speed in Eric Stokes. But you know who else has magnificent speed? Chris Olave. Chris Olave is consistently the fastest player on the field anytime that he's on the field. And I think that one of the things that the New Orleans Saints have done over and over and over again that you're going to want to look out for as the season gets underway is utilizing Chris Olave's speed in crossing routes over the middle of the field. So they're, they're lining him up over on the offensive right, but they're throwing passes to him on over routes, drag routes, uh, digs, things like that over on the left side of the hashes all the way over there. So they're using his speed all the way across the field to just leave defenders in the dust. And you already know that he's got fantastic footwork footwork off of the um, off the line of scrimmage, right? The thing that he's working on now is making sure that he can get free of press coverage when a DB does make contact with him. I didn't see any of those plays today. I didn't see many to where you're you know getting hands on him and then seeing what he's able to do, but I'll look out for it on Wednesday for sure. You've got offense versus defense on one side, offense versus defense on one side, and, and there's only one of me. So I, I kind of have to pick and choose what I'm watching at any, any given point in these. But, uh, and that's not a complaint. It's just like, this is fun. <laughs> like, I love what I get to do. And so, you know, so you're going to want to look for how Chris Olave manages contact at the line of scrimmage when they get their hands on him. Because that's the other piece is, can they? Can they get their hands on him? Because that's, that's kind of the next piece there. Alvin Kamara had a really nice practice. He touched the ball a lot. And I think that that tells you that like the New Orleans Saints are ready for him to be on the field week one. You already know he's going to be on the field week one. I know all of the legal stuff is still ongoing in terms of the process there. But at this point, it's it's been continued a third time or postponed a third time. And now his next court date isn't set until like the end of September. So at the beginning of September, you know, he's going to be on the field for at least the first couple of weeks. And then I'm pretty sure that the court date right now conflicts with travel going to London. So that's probably going to end up making sure that this gets continued again. And then no discipline comes for Alvin Kamara at any point during the 2022 regular season. That is very possible. It's not definite, but it's very possible at this point, something that we've been talking about forever. So it's great to see Alvin Kamara get a lot of touches, got a lot of touches in the run game, got a lot of touches in the passing game as well. His, his, his option routes and his pivot routes and his angle routes, those tech, what they're called Texas routes where he starts out in the backfield, usually uh, on the shotgun at the hip of the quarterback, and then goes kind of diagonally out outside of the tackle and tight end, and then cuts diagonally back into the middle of the field. It's called an angle route or a Texas route. There's a bunch of different words for it, but he's so good. He, he's ridiculously good in those situations. And we saw that the pivot route, which is one where he comes kind of uh, up the middle or you know wherever he's running the route from, right wherever his route originates, 
pushes inside and then pivots back to the outside and kind of makes this sharp cut back toward the outside and turns it into a bit of an out. So it's like a slant into an out, if you can picture that. Uh, and he did it and he just completely dusted a linebacker that was in, in coverage for him. Like, this is what Alvin Kamara does. And so you're seeing it in the passing game, you're seeing it in the run game as well, him being able to make these cuts. He is as quick as ever and everything. And I know that like he dropped from like the 14th best player in the NFL top 10 to like top to like bottom 50 or something like that. Eh, insane. Uh, he's going to be very good in, uh, in 2022. Um, I want to highlight Juwan Johnson as well, because Juwan Johnson is improving as a run blocker. Now, I know that doesn't sound exciting, but it means something because it does mean that that if he's able to improve as a run blocker, then it maximizes his opportunity to be able to see snaps and get snaps on the field to where if you have him out there, he's no longer telegraphing as a receiver if he's able to be efficient in the run game. One of the things that I love that Juwan Johnson talked about is that A, he bulked his weight up this offseason. We kind of been speculating about it. We kind of said, hey, he looks bigger, but we finally got the chance to ask him. He said he ended the season last year at 235 pounds. He came into the season this year at 250 pounds and did it by eating whatever it is that he wants, which I think is great. Good for you, Juwan Johnson. Eat whatever you want. Live your life, especially if you're able to work it off and he has a workout regimen that I'm sure completely complements that. Um but so he put on the size, 250 pounds is like, that's like NFL, that's NFL tight end size. That's like right there in terms of what the New Orleans Saints love uh, in terms of that, what that, you know, that weigh in and all that. But he also mentioned that it's one of the most complicated positions to learn in the NFL. And he mentioned a, a couple of reasons why, actually several reasons why. Here's why. You have to learn everything in the run game. You have to learn everything in terms of uh, your technical output and all of the uh, sort of techniques that you have to learn in terms of what the defensive line is doing coverages, of course. You have to learn how to utilize leverage differently. You have to learn all of the fronts in terms of protections and things like that, protection adjustments, checks, everything coming from the quarterback before the ball is snapped. You have to learn, of course, how to be productive in the passing game and route running. It is a lot to learn. And so far, Juwan Johnson's doing a good job at it. And I think that he'll continue to see more snaps in 2022. Remember, one of our early campaigns over the course of this offseason was give Juwan Johnson more targets. And now that he's able to produce in the run game, he should absolutely get those. Next up, we're not done. We're going to chat a little bit about uh, Jarvis Landry as well as get to all of your questions, including do the New Orleans Saints simply have a Super Bowl roster at this point? We'll discuss as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, and I mean that for real this time. If you caught yesterday's episode and I started to do the wrong ad read, uh, but uh, over at Bet Online, it's your number one source for all of your sports wagering information, sports wagering podcasts, articles, sports uh, trends, action, uh, all the odds, lines, and props that you could ever want. They've just got so much stuff over there. So let's say you're a college football fan, right? You want to take a look at over unders in terms of win totals for each team in the Power Five conferences. You, you got it. Uh, you want to look at the conference finishes for over, I think it's like 10 different conferences. They got all that. You want to take a look at who could potentially be, you know, leading in terms of, uh, Heisman trophy votes. There's that. They've got NFL draft first round selections, a whole bunch of stuff that you could check out. Just if you're a college football fan, that's just college football. There's also going to be more stuff with college basketball. And once that rolls around, there's already stuff on the NBA, NHL, NFL, of course, MLB, esports, combat sports, and much more. You can find all of it over at BetOnline, which you can visit on your desktop, on your laptop, on your mobile device, whatever it is that you use, whatever is most convenient for you. You can get in on live betting as well. So even when the game has started, it's not too late to get in on the odds, lines, and props that they've got over there. There's a whole bunch of stuff for you to check out. So go and check it out today. Stop wasting your time. Go and check out BetOnline, where the game starts.
Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with your questions from today's live chat from our live episode. So I, I want to start here. Did the New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl? This is a question from uh, GZ Go Hard 1487. He wants the bottom line here. And while, look, every team in this portion of the offseason is a Super Bowl contender, you, know, you ask the people that cover the team, you ask the people that play for the team, you ask the people that are fans of the team, every team's a Super Bowl roster right now. The Jets are a Super Bowl roster right now if you ask the right people. Not really, but you ask the right people, they will tell you that they are. So it's hard to say whether or not the New Orleans are going to win the Super Bowl at this point because one call goes the wrong way, one breeze of wind goes the wrong way, one play doesn't get executed well. But I want to take us back to something that Dennis Allen said very, very early this offseason. It was very simple. He said that the NFL game is a game of mistakes, small margin, game of mistakes. And so the team that makes the most mistakes, excuse me, the team that makes the least mistakes and the team that takes advantage of the most mistakes made by the other team is a team that usually wins. This New Orleans Saints team, one of the things that we're not talking about enough, I think, is how intelligent they are all across, particularly on the defense, which is really where you're going to take advantage of mistakes. But you also have a lot of intelligence over on the offensive side where you can take advantages of the opposition, oppositional defense's mistakes as well. We've already seen that in terms of James Winston running into the huddle and saying, hey, Deontay, if you run this route this way and you go from a post to a skinny post, you just narrow off that angle a little bit because of the way that the safety's playing, you're going to be able to score a touchdown. So go do that now. And then they scored a touchdown. So you have a lot of intelligence all around this team. So if any games come down to the team that could take advantage of the mistakes that the other team is making, the New Orleans Saints are in very good position to do that. And they might be able to get all the way to the promised land based upon that type of intelligence, that type of football IQ, that type of knowledge. Now, of course, that can go sideways for them as well. But do they have everything that they need to be a team that should be considered at least a playoff team, if not potentially a contending team for a championship? They have the roster, they have the intelligence, and I'll tell you right now, it looks like they have the coaching. If all of that continues going into the regular season and remains of the regular season, and of course, health permitting, then New Orleans Saints should be one of the teams that we're talking about deep into the postseason. Steve Austin, hey, 316, uh, said, hey, we hear a lot about Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. How's Juice doing? So Jarvis Landry, one of the players that I told you we were going to come back and speak on a little bit. Let me tell you a little something about Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is one of the best players I've ever watched at the wide receiver position today. Today, he is one of the best players I've ever watched at the wide receiver position. Now, it's not like I've been doing this for 20, 30 years or anything like that. I'm only 32 years old. So, you know, some people are going to hear that and they're going to scoff and they're going to be like, please, I watched this player and that player. I, I get it. I know. I know. I'm young. Okay. I understand. I'm not, I'm not about, I'm not mad at it. But the thing that I love about Jarvis Landry is just how subtle he is. He is such a smooth and nuanced route runner. Doug Mouton, WWL, and I were talking about it during practice. I think uh, Luke Johnson as well from over at NOLA.com. And it's like, it's like Jarvis Landry doesn't even do any, it looks like he doesn't even do anything specific or anything unique, anything different. And he just creates three yards of separation out of nowhere, right? He just looks like he's just running the route the way that he's supposed to run the route, but yet he creates like three, four yards of separation. All of a sudden you're on one side of the hash marks and he's already at the sideline, right? Like, that type of thing. And so I asked Marshawn Lattimore, like, what is it that Jarvis Landry does that creates separation at such a high efficiency? Like, he's so efficient at it. Like, he doesn't waste any movement. And one of the things that Marshawn Lattimore said is that he's quick. He gets from one place to another very quickly. He's not fast, 
but he's quick. And I know that that's like an old cliche, but it's definitely something to consider. Coming in and out of breaks, quickness, your ability to be able to change direction, your ability to be able to change course, flip your hips, get your body going the other way, get that momentum going. Like all of those things are things that you have to work on. You have to develop. You have to, and some of it is just talent. It is just natural skill. And I think Jarvis Landry just simply has that. So how is Juice doing? Doing I. Right. Um, I had to go to this because it wasn't, I know it wasn't actually a question, but first of all, this YouTube name is incredible. Mocha Chakalaka Khan. I mean, my goodness. Uh, mentioned that Jarvis Land, excuse me, that Justin Evans might make the team. So I'm turning that into a question. Will Justin Evans make the team? I think he does. We've seen him now contribute on special teams. We certainly saw that today. I mean, he was a dog in special teams today. We saw the plays that he's made so far throughout training camp on defense. We saw, of course, the big interception on the deep coverage uh, against the Houston Texans on Saturday. So if he just makes a couple more plays, stays healthy, and does what he needs to do, handles his business, Justin Evans is on the 53-man roster. I think it's going to be hard to take him off of it if he does all of those things, right? Barring injury, barring a poor performance or anything like that, obviously that's going to impact. But right now, in terms of he just keeps doing what he's doing, it's going to be hard to keep him off the 53-man roster. Let's go to Scott, Scott Hebron who asked, uh, could we expect to see Taysom Hill play in the next preseason game? I think so. Um, I mean, it would be cool to see him go up against the, the the Green Bay Packers. Remember, the Green Bay Packers is the team that signed him as an undrafted free agent out of BYU, and then he ended up getting released, and then the Saints picked him up, right? And so that's how he got to New Orleans was actually through Green Bay. So it'd be cool to see him go up against the Green Bay Packers and like catch a touchdown pass or something like that, or at least like participate for the first drive. But I think that's the thing. If he does, you'll probably see it for like the first drive, and then that's about it. Uh, keeping a real Who Dad Sports podcast asks, how did Young and uh, Penning do today? Uh, Penning had a couple of down moments, uh, but he also had a couple of really good moments. So it's, it's the same. I mean, he's just, he's trending up and down. He's doing exactly what it is that you expect for a guy that's transitioning from an FBS level school into, or excuse me, an FCS level school into, uh, into the NFL. So, I mean, you know, he looked okay. Uh, but I want to see what he looks like on Wednesday in particular. So tomorrow will really be the day that we kind of dig in with him. Landon Young, I'm going to come back to here in a little bit because he's actually, you know what? Let's just get to it right now. We're going to get to today's land yet because, because I'm excited about Landon Young and I don't know that anyone else is, uh, but I absolutely am. So Landon Young's development is something that um, should absolutely not be taken for granted. That's where we are. Landon Young's development has been quick. Consider the fact that last year he played a little bit of preseason and then he played basically in a couple of games. He got like a snap in the game against the New England Patriots and then he played like 50 or so snaps against the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's already a guy now when you look at him throughout training camp that you can point to and say he's gotten much better. And it's not that he was bad to begin with and he's just gotten better, but like he was good to begin with and now he's getting better. Now I will say he left the field early on Tuesday. So fingers crossed. We didn't see him come back, but fingers crossed we see him back out there on Wednesday. But Landon Young is somebody that has been very impressive. There are a couple of those younger offensive linemen that were impressive. Lewis Kidd was impressive as well. Um, you know, Sage Doxter has a little bit of work to do and things like that. But the New Orleans Saints have continuously done this. They found these offensive linemen and these defensive linemen that they've been able to just develop in no time. And part of it is finding smart football players, which is an emphasis New Orleans Saints have always had. Joshua Black right now is going to be one of those guys to watch over on the defensive side out of Syracuse. But we've also seen it with Taylor Stallworth, and we saw it with Shy Tuttle. We've seen it with Malcolm Roach, who had a big standout day on Tuesday. So this is just something that New Orleans Saints do. They invest highly in the trenches. And when you can get these, these really, really talented, really, really smart 
guys like Landon Young, who played in the SEC, who went up against NFL talent with the SEC pass rushers, and then he starts to show you how quickly he can learn this game and how intelligently he can talk about the game and describe like, yeah, even just like what he knows, right? He's a career left tackle, but now he's been focusing at right tackle because they want him to know both positions and he's totally eating it up. He's having a great time with it. So Landon Young, somebody to watch. He might be that guy that ends up getting the sixth offensive lineman snaps if James Hurst wins the starting position against Trevor Penning, which if I had to pick today, it would be James Hurst over Trevor Penning for sure. Uh, But Landon Young, development, what he's been doing, definitely something to keep an eye out on all throughout training camp. All right, coming up tomorrow, we have our live episode to uh, get you all caught up with everything that went on in Wednesday's joint practices. So that'll be right after uh, practice on Wednesday. Seems like everything went well, so we'll be able to do that again. And then, of course, we get to all of your questions and the bigger stories or, or more on the biggest stories in the evening episode. I appreciate you as always making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Make sure you go and check out that Locked On Fantasy Football podcast, Locked On Dynasty Football as well, so you can get everything you need to be ready to dominate your fantasy football leagues in less than 30 minutes, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. I appreciate you as always making me part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and this show. Of course, if you see me, say hi. And for everything else you need in between these episodes on your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.